How's it going, my brothers and sisters? This is Steve Kitts. Thank you for joining us on During Bible Study Podcast. We'll open up in a prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you, Lord, for your wonderful grace and love. And we thank you, Lord, that you're with us and that these words, Lord, that you give us is something we can put in our hearts and use for your glory. Lift you up and give you the honor. In your blessed name we beg. Amen. The Eight Beatitudes. Jesus gave the Eight Beatitudes on the Sermon on the Mount recorded for all the prosperity in the Gospel of Matthew, the first book of the New Testament Bible. Matthew's Gospel was directed at an audience steep in Hebrew tradition. The Gospel of Matthew stresses that Jesus is the Christ, or the Messiah, foretold in the Hebrew Scriptures, our Old Testament, and that the kingdom of the Lord is the kingdom of God in heaven. Jesus offers us a way of life that promises eternity in the kingdom of heaven. The teachings of Jesus of Nazareth were very simple, but unique and innovative at the time of his life on earth. He began to teach about 30 AD during the ruthless Roman occupation of Palestine. The history settling notes here the four major groups in the Jewish religion are the Pharisees, Sadducees, Esenus, and the Zealots, all whom represent a different viewpoint of the Hebrew people. The Pharisees demanded strict observation of the Mosaic law expressed in the Torah, but also accepting the oral tradition of the Jewish customs and rituals. Now, the Sadducees were mainly from the priestly families and accepted the law of Moses, but rejected the oral tradition. Pharisees, unlike the Sadducees, believed in the resurrection of the dead. Now, these two would fight back and forth until they had a common enemy in Jesus. The Mosaic census waited a Messiah that would establish a kingdom here on earth and free the Israelites from oppression. Now, the Zealots were a military Jewish group who wanted freedom for, for their homeland, and they were centered and lived and worked out of Galilee. And we know that one of the twelve apostles, Simon Peter, was a zealot. The Ten Commandments was given to Moses on the Mount Sinai in the Old Testament book of Exodus. Related a series of thou shalt nots in phrases, and evil ones must avoid things in daily life here on earth. In contrast, the message that Jesus gives is one of humility, charity, and brotherly love. He teaches transformation of the inner person. Jesus presents the Beatitudes in a positive sense, virtues of life of which ultimately lead to a reward. Love becomes the motivation for each Christian. All the Beatitudes have wonderful meanings, and that is they promise us salvation, not in this world, but the next. Beatitudes initiated one of the main themes of the book of Matthew, and that the kingdom so long awaited in the Old Testament, we find that it's not in this world, but one of the next, which is the kingdom of heaven. While the Beatitudes of Jesus provides a way of life that promises salvation, they also bring peace in the midst of our trials and tribulations here on earth. Perhaps the meaning of Beatitudes may become clear to us if we compared it with the opposite. Now, the opposite of Beatitudes is misery. Misery means being conflicted unwillingly with painful suffering. So we'll talk about these eight Beatitudes that we find in the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 5, verses 3 through 10. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. 
Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children. Blessed are those who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So let's look at each of these Beatitudes. The first one is, Blessed is the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Poor in spirit means to be humble. Humility is realized that all your gifts and blessings come from God and God alone. To have poverty of spirit means to be completely empty and open to the Word of God. When we are an empty cup and devoid of pride, we are humble. Humility brings an openness and an inner peace, allowing one to do God's will. He who humbles himself is able to accept our frail nature, to repent, and to be allowed the grace of God to lead us in this conversion. It is pride, the opposite of humanity, that brings misery. For pride brings anger and seeking revenge, especially when one is offended. If every man were humble and poor spirit, there would be no wars. The next one, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. If we are humble, and appreciate all the gifts and blessings that come from God, we grow in love and gratitude for Jesus Christ our Savior. But this can only produce mourning and regret over our own sins and the sins of the world if we have hurt the one who has been good to us. One also mourns for the suffering of others. St. Gregory describes another reason to mourn. The more one ascends in meditation of divine truth, beauty and goodness and then realizes the poverty of human nature man can only be left in sorrow when one contemplates that we are made in the image and likeness of god and lived in paradise the garden of eden and compare that to our present state after the fall one can only mourn of our present situation but the sentence continues that we shall be comforted by the comforter which is the holy spirit given to us by Jesus and God. And hopefully one day we'll be back in the kingdom of heaven. We need to pray for the fruit of the Holy Spirit from Galatians 5.21. Love, peace, joy, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Mourning in this context is called a blessing because mourning, our fall of nature, creates in us a desire to improve ourselves and do what is right. The next one is blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. We see that the Beatitudes is arranged like so many steps so that the facility of the ancient has to facilitate the ascent from one to another. For example, a humble person becomes a meek person or becomes a gentle and kind and exhibits the the doxicity of the spirit even in the face of adversities and hardship. Jesus was meek and humble at heart, according to Matthew 11, 28. The person that is meek is one that exhibits self-control. St. Augustine advises us to be meek in the face of the Lord and not resist, but be obedient of Him. Obedience and submission to the will of God are certainly not in vogue these days, but they bring one peace in this world and in the next. The next one is, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Justice and righteousness in the new covenant indicates the fullness of God's will in your heart and soul. It is not merely an observation of a law, but rather an expression of brotherly love. A continuous desire for justice and moral perfection will lead one to fulfillment of that desire, the transition and conversion into holiness. This is true for all of the virtues. If you hunger and thirst for temperance, you will head towards the goal if you have that in mind. These beatitudes are ideal for every Christian life and should be followed. 
In the Sermon on the Mount, we note that the correspondence of the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit and their necessity is fulfilled in these Beatitudes. For example, one must have the gifts of fortitude so one may be courageous to seek out social justice. So the next one is, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Being merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Luke 6, 36. Mercy is loving disposition towards those who suffer distress. Showing love, compassion, forgiveness towards a family member or a neighbor will bring peace in your relationships. We say in the Lord's Prayer, Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. As we are merciful to others, we pray to our Heavenly Father that He will be merciful to us. And Jesus reminds us, that whatever you did in the least of my brethren, you did to me. And that's Matthew 25, 31 through 46. St. Paul calls the obedience of faith the beginning and the end of his letter in Romans. So the following are ways to be merciful to others as well as being obedient in faith to Christ our Savior. So it's broken down into two parts. The first part is the corporal works of mercy. We should feed the hungry, give drink to the thirsty, clothe the naked, shelter the homeless, comfort the imprisoned, visit the sick, and bury the dead. That's physically what we should do now. Spiritual works of mercy is the next group we'll talk about. Admolish sinners, instruct the uninformed, counsel the doubtful, comfort the sorrowful, be patient with those in error, forgive offenses, pray for the living and the dead. These all things we can do of the Spirit. The next thing, beatitude, blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. In Moses, we seen that he asked to see God. And then John and Paul also say that no one can see God here on earth, that God is hidden. But Jesus said that the pure in heart shall see God. To be pure in heart means to be free from all selfish intentions and self-seeking desires. What a beautiful goal. How many times in, of us have performed to act perfectly free from personal gain? Such an act is pure love. An act of pure love and selfishness brings happiness to everyone. The next Beatitudes, blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called children of God. Jesus gives us peace. In John 14, 27, he said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Peace is the fruit of the Spirit. According to Galatians 5, 22, peacemakers not only live peaceful lives, but also try to bring peace and friendship to others and preserve peace between God and man. But one cannot give another what one doesn't have or possess themselves. Praying for peace will help change your heart. The Lord wants you first to be filled with the blessings of peace, then pass it on to others who need it. By intimidating God's love for man, the peacemakers become children of God. Next beatitude, blessed are those who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The biblical passage in Matthew 5, 11, and 12 elaborates more on this. It says, Blessed are you when men revile against you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for the reward is great in heaven. For so men persecuted the prophets who were before you. Jesus said many times that those who follow him will be persecuted. Like in John 15, 20 and 21, if they persecuted me, they will persecute you. Jesus knew this. He knows it today. Before his conversion, Paul persecuted the very early church in Jerusalem, which scattered the Christians throughout the whole region of Judea and Samaria. We see that in Acts 8 and 1. In 1 Peter 4 and 16, whoever is made to suffer as a Christian should not be ashamed, but glorify God because of my name. 
The woman who brought forth the male child discontinued to rule all nations with an iron rod was persecuted in Revelations 12. Stephen, Peter, and Paul, nearly all the apostles and many Christians in the Roman era suffered martyrdom. They died for their belief. Oppressed governments endlessly conflict in the last hundred years, like in World War One and Two, in the Middle East, wars of Iraq, Egypt, Syria, all share people that condemn them or come against them. We even have people, you know, in the Middle East who suffer persecution every day. When I was in Iraq as a U.S. soldier in 2004, we had interpreters that came onto our base and they were Christians and the only time that they could read the Word of God was when they were on our base. They would have to leave a Bible there or borrow a Bible while they were there because if they were caught outside the base with any kind of religion besides Islam, then they would be killed on the spot. So I understand and I've seen that firsthand that people have to force their religion on other people, but true Christians will hold on to it and they will become martyrs and, and give themselves up for their belief and their trust in God. So these are the Beatitudes. They're great to study and to really focus them in your lives and put them to use in our lives. And we will be better off as a country, as a people, as a group. And I love you. So we'll close in a prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you, Lord, for your Beatitudes, for your guidance and your understanding that we need things written down so we can understand what we need to do to carry out your greatness. We love you and we praise you. In your blessed name we beg. Amen. I want to take a minute to talk to you about Buzzsprout. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new market or a channel, may I suggest that you share your thoughts and your ideas with the world. And it's just so fun to have a talk show. Podcasting is very easy, inexpensive, and a fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Within minutes of finishing each recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And a team that they have at Buzzsprout is passionate in helping you succeed. They want you to succeed. Join with over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's go ahead and create something together. God bless you.